I was looking for a place to train in the summer. I was still attending St. of X at that time. Dave said, why don't you come on up? Uh, and I said, okay, let me think about it. And I thought about it for two minutes and knew pretty much that uh, I would be in Guelph right after that. If you take a look at the Speed River and University of Guelph rosters, both past and present, you might be surprised to see just how far some have traveled to be a part of the madness. That clip that you just heard was from Eric Gillis, multiple-time Olympian, 10th place finisher in the marathon of the 2016 Rio Games, and a man who calls Anna Ganesh Nova Scotia home. Talk to other athletes and you'll find this story isn't so strange in a group made up of people from many different parts of the country, and the world even, all taking their own unique paths to Guelph, Ontario, Canada. This week, we talk about picking up and starting over, taking chances, and realizing that maybe not all roads lead to the Royal City, but the trip may be worth picking up a map for. You're listening to Something in the Water, a series looking at the Speed River and University of Guelph track and field teams available at CityousMag.com. Now, the clubs are certainly notable for their great achievements like numerous Olympians, record holders, and storied national title reigns. This week, we dig a little bit deeper into where the people behind those accomplishments come from and how they ended up where they are. Taylor Milne, Eric Gillis, and Jean-Vivre Lalonde, some of the previously mentioned Olympians and top caliber athletes, all tell their story with a special segment that we'll call How I Got to Guelph. As well, Coach Geisen explains his worldwide journey that landed him at the University of Guelph, and one of the newer members of the club, Trevor Hofbauer, talks about how he dropped everything he was doing in his home province of Alberta to cross the country and devote everything he had to chase a wild dream. First though, to gain some context, perhaps we should check in with Coach Dave Scott Thomas to see what his thoughts are into bringing people into the river. Everything starts from a value system, and, and there's two main streams which we would recruit at. One would be high school athletes looking for a collegiate home. Um, I mean, there might be another stream, but, and the other would be post-collegiates, regardless of what school they went to. So uh, Canadians of a certain caliber that are looking for, for a home again. Um, but the conception for both of them is the same when I'm talking to them. If you're happy where you live and you're happy with the people that are around you, we'll figure the physical stuff out. You know, it doesn't necessarily, it's not perfect all the time in, in a clean stream, but those pieces of the puzzle are resolvable, whether it's just energy systems or biomechanics or, or but if you're, if you're coming here and the running's awesome and that's your two or three hours a day and then the rest of your day is kind of humdrum and blah, you're going to have a humdrum and blah existence and you that will reflect itself in this thing you th so you care a lot about, which is running real fast. So, you know, if you're having a mediocre uh, experience in your home, uh, then you're going to have a mediocre experience as an athlete. So philosophically, it's about finding the most complete package you can in every regard. For kids coming out of high school, that's academics and athletics and social life and support group and feel for the community. Uh, Post-collegiates, you know, by definition, tend to not have the academic piece in there, but it's uh, how are you filling up your day? And we've heard a lot over the last few years the, the expression living the dream. I don't know. If you think living the dream is sitting around and watching law and order playing first person shooter games 10 hours a day and then showing up and running and, and going back to your house and just hanging out it's a pretty thin dream so philosophically i would 
say, again, we would have discussions on how are you leading a richer life? And that might be furthering your education, and it might be a part-time job because you have to help pay the bills, and it might be volunteerism or community engagement. But it, the, the population I'm dealing with here, I mean, these are sharp people. So we want a curiosity in life, and we want some exploration of whatever that is. So it's not just sort of how you're filling up your day. It's uh, how are you filling up your day with something meaningful. And if it's only how you're doing at practice, that's unidimensional. And I'm not that interested in that, truthfully, you know, in the same way that I don't think if I was just spewing track and stats and numbers all the time, I don't think I'm that interesting in person either. Now, one thing that crossed my mind was the fact that Dave has been doing this for quite a while now. Things surely must be getting easier. No? Um, I think there's, I'll parse that maybe a little bit. The recruiting process has not gotten easier. It is one of those things with a great deal of emotion and ambiguity. If you're a professional coach, particularly in a collegiate environment, a certain amount of your daily satisfaction is based on the chaos in 17-year-old brains, and that's the stage in life they're at. So it could happen, you know, it started the, uh, the other morning when I woke up and I had an email from a kid we've been recruiting who's pretty good, who I'm coming to Guelph. And you just start your day off with a little bit more of a smile or spring in your step. You know, so I think you always have to carry that degree of uh, excitement one way or the other. You, could, you also get rejected. Right. You know, uh, I and our unit get rejected by a certain number of teens every year, as does every program. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's gotten easier. I think... I have refined my skill set and gotten more definite in terms of what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody thinks they're a pretty good judge of character and personality, and I guess I wouldn't be any different in that regard. Mm -hmm. It's not always obvious. You, you do talk to some people where fairly clearly you go, wow, that person would be a great fit here. And I'd really be intrigued working with them, um, you know. Uh, there's very few, though, where you go, not going to happen like right off the bat. If it's that obvious, you, you, know, you do know and you know it's not gonna work. And in most cases, like anything else, you, you try to be real. You try to talk about yourself and what you can do and it's not just resource-based. You know, if you come here, you get this much stuff. Um, and I'm trying to always tease out a bit of the, the real essence of whom somebody is. That's where you find the fit. One of the great joys to me is as somebody who works in an educational environment, the time frame that you have, you know, and I'm always, uh, man, I, I admire good teachers a lot. In my head, I think, you know, you're a good high school teacher, say, elementary school teacher, you tend to be working with somebody for eight or nine months, which is a decent period of time, and hopefully right. most of us have had good teachers that stand out in our minds. Yeah. But I look at the arc I've got, the time frame I've got, and uh, I think, man, teachers, they got to do it fast. Yeah. You know, you're trying to affect somebody in that time frame. And... I generally will be working with somebody for four or five years at a minimum, and in many cases a lot longer. If, if you look at um, you know, our elite retirees, people that went to Rio last summer and then have retired, most of them I was able to spend more than a decade working with. And so, uh, I mean, th that's just a great time of life. And in that time, you really are able to see people progress generally from a lot of times adolescence up to real adulthood, and uh, that's a treat. So, you know, overall, the process, though, again, if you're particularly the collegiate environment, I don't think recruiting ever gets easy, ever. 
And with that, let's take a look at some of the characters who have landed here. And that's how I got to Guelph. This is how I got to Guelph. How I got to Guelph. A look at your favorite athlete's journey to the Royal City. Hi, I'm uh, two-time Olympian Taylor Milne, uh, current assistant coach of the University of Guelph and Speed River Track and Field team. I first came to Guelph in 2005, fall of 2005. I graduated from High Point University, went home for the summer, Knowing that I still wanted to compete, um, I just didn't really know how to go about it. I received a message from Chris Moulton asking me to do a, a twilight race in Hamilton, a 1500 I think. He'd seen my time come down in the NCAA and thought I might be able to hop in a good race and I had told him I would do so. A month passed and I had to email Chris back and tell him that I was in no sort of shape to run a race as I had only ran about three times in that month. I just couldn't seem to get in any kind of groove at home. I was just going out with friends a lot and hanging out and not really training. So Chris was understanding about the race uh, but he contacted me back and told me about a little group in Guelph. Um, he dropped some names. Reed Cole said, Eric Gillis. I didn't have a lot of track knowledge at the time of the people in the sport, so I didn't know who those guys were, but he told me their times and they sounded good to me. Uh, so I came down for a visit. I stayed with Cleef Thorson at the time, who would become my roommate and longtime friend. He took me for a run with some of the guys on the group, and we went out that night, had a great time out in downtown Guelph. I met with Dave the next day. We just talked a bit about training and kind of where he thought I could go, where I thought I could go. He told a good story. I liked what he was saying, so uh, my only concern was just kind of financially and where I was gonna live, and it just lined up perfectly. Chris Moulton had uh, recently accepted a job with McMaster University, so he had a year lease on a house that he wasn't gonna be able to use, um, so I was gonna fill his spot, and Dave offered to pay for one month of my rent, and for me at that time, was just a, it just kind of sealed the deal. I could find a job in a month. I figured, uh, so I went home, told my parents, and a week later I moved to Guelph with a bag of clothes. Chris set up a room for me in Guelph, furnished with a bed and dresser and stuff like that, so I didn't need much more. I came down and uh, just went from there. Hi, my name is Geisen Kurneri. I am the Horizontal Jumps Coach University of Guelph, and I'm a former long jumper for the University of Guelph. You may not be able to tell, but Geisen took a bit of a scenic route to the river. I am a man of many places. Um, born in Zimbabwe, grew up in England, and I've been in Canada for, I think, 13 years now. Now, before we go any further, Geisen is being a little bit modest about his achievements. When Geisen was a student athlete with the Griffins, he was a two-time CIS medalist, an OUA champion, the recipient of the WF Mitchell Sportman of the Year Award, and he still holds the school record in the long jump. As a coach, he's continued to help the school achieve success during the indoor track season. With all that being said, Geisen also has an excellent story to tell that starts in Zimbabwe and ends here in Guelph, Ontario. And that's how we started. Um, well, short, long story short, best way to say is um, somehow along the way, my dad had Canadian citizenship. Um, so it was always inevitable that I was going to end up in Canada at some point. But I went to... I did track in, in Zimbabwe for a little bit, then I moved to England to live with my mom, and then I didn't do any track. And then um, my brother ha happened to be going to University of Guelph when I moved to Canada, and I ran into my coach, and he's like, hey, you should do track, and 13 years later, here I am. <laughs> so it wasn't even really uh, you know, a track and field decision to come to the Guelph area or to 
come and do track and field here that came afterwards then yeah i I came here for for life really my parents figured you're in england you're not doing too much here um if you stay you might not go to university so our best odds is to send you to a new country and you refocus a little bit and find you find yourself so did you have any intentions at all of, of doing track and field when you came here um to be honest no it's something where I, I, I hadn't done it for so long. The last time I had done it, I think I'd been, I was 12 years old. And um, one of my friends walks up to me in school, hey, you're black, you must be fast. And that's literally how the conversation started. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I went out with the track team that day um, and I remember running and I forgot how long 100 meters was. And this guy's running down there and he, he beats me. Like, I stopped running at 50 meters thinking that's the end of the race. And he keeps going and he beat me. And I'm like, wow. I was like, you're never going to beat me ever again. <laughs> and to be honest, that's exactly how it started. Did you, was it, was it a really quick uh, build back? Did it take long for you to get back into the swing of things? To be honest, it did. It's funny when I look at the results now and I think, oh, I was pretty good back then. And then I look, I'm like, look at the results. I'm like, no, those were bad. So, yeah, I think it took me a little while to get back to it. I wasn't sure that I was a long jumper at the time. Mm. Um, I had high jumped a lot when I was a little bit younger. And I was always like, I did cross country. I did the 100 meters at 200. So I didn't really know what event I did. So when I came here, I just naturally chose events which I navigated to, which most people, teenagers navigate to, which are the sprints. And I did hurdles as well. And then I did long jump for fun. It's not something I took seriously. And then one year, um, I'm long jumping and I jump 650 at, at a terrible track meet. And the guy says, hey, you should come join the track club. Hmm. And then that was, that was the beginning of it, really, to be honest. So you said you're a coach. Where did that interest come from? Why did you choose to explore that part of the sport? That also came by default. One of those situations where my coach, when I met him, was he was, I think he was in his late 70s at the time and we had picked up a young athlete who was really good and he's like listen I'm getting old I'm getting tired I need someone to help me with this young lady and from my coaching experiences you're not able to tell me what you're doing wrong before I can tell you what you're doing wrong you have this kinesthetic understanding of what should be right and what's wrong and he says how do you feel about co-coaching her with me um, that's sort of how it happened I didn't intend on becoming a coach it sort of just fell onto my lap so my first experience coaching was actually when I was I think 18 years old oh okay wow. yeah do you think you've learned a lot since then? A significant amount. <laughs> I think I made, I made a lot of mistakes, and I still think I'm learning. I think um, being in the environment with Dave, Jason, and um, Chris Moulton, those these guys like sort of mentored me along the way, getting helping me figure out sort of the best ways to, to approach it as a coach. It's not it's not just the planning that goes into it, right? It's also um, you're dealing with young people, you're shaping these lives. So there's a big aspect that I had to sort of pick up from them because I just show you, you show up at practice, you tell them what to do, and then that's it, right? But there's so much more to it than that. The, the overall theme of this show is really recruitment and how people got to Guelph to be part of the Speed River Track and Field Club. You're in the unique position where you're on, the, you're on both sides of things. You, were, you both came here, but... I would also think that you play a part in bringing people here as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think um, the last probably two years, I've probably had a bigger role in that in terms of getting involved with recruitment and even coaching the high school sector. I generally haven't coached high school for the last few years, um, but I think probably almost the last 18 months, I sort of picked it up and, and I have a couple kids that I coach right now that are respectively in the top three in the country 
in their respective events of all different age groups, junior, senior, youth and stuff. So it's pretty neat. And I think setting that relationship with them so early and so young helps with our recruiting efforts. And then those kids also start spreading words saying, hey, listen, I'm with this guy and hey, I'm the best in the country. And it's it's a perpetual thing that's starting to happen now where kids are like, hey, I want to go to Guelph. I'm t- talking to kids in grade 10 who are like, I want to go to Guelph. That's my first choice. So it's pretty neat that it happens. And it's I think it's based on me coaching on a bigger breath rather than just coaching collegiately, pushing back into the high school ranks is helping me quite a bit. One last thing. Mm-hmm. What's what's the best thing about the Speed River and, and the Guelph area? Community. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. I think that's the word I'd use. I think everyone says community, but I think there's a lot of opportunity. If you step up to the plate and you're curious about it, something can happen for you. Um, it depends on how much you seek that opportunity. And I think with what we're building here and with what is already established here, mm-hmm. we provide a unique environment for anyone who wants to succeed. If you want to succeed, we can probably help you get there. And that's how I got to Guelph. This is how I got to Guelph. How I got to Guelph. A look at your favorite athlete's journey to the Royal City. Hi, my name's Eric Gillis, and I got to Guelph by meeting Reed and Dave on a trip to my first international trip, uh, the World University Cross Country Championships in Spain back in 2001 and I was looking for a place to train in the summer. I was still attending St. of X at that time and uh, yeah within a short time of talking to Dave and Reed at the airport and they had uh, I was looking for a place to train and they had uh, bodies that were training up here in the summertime and Dave said why don't you come on up said okay let me think about it and I thought about it for two minutes and knew pretty much that uh, I would be in Guelph right after that and Reed had a spare room at his place Um, one of his roommates was gone for the summer so he offered up a spot at his place and I showed up yeah that summer with a couple bags packed and I kept doing that for a number of summers. Hi I'm Trevor Hoffbauer and I train with Speed River. I want you to take a second Think about everything that you're holding on to in your life. You may have a job that pays your bills and maybe you enjoy it a little bit. You have the place you live, probably close to people that you like spending time with. Life is pretty good, right? Well, imagine dropping all those things and the security that comes with them to move across the country in pursuit of becoming one of the best in the world at something. The idea seems a bit scary, and it should be, but that's exactly what Trevor did. To demonstrate how big a change this was, we began our conversation comparing where he was one year before we caught up with him in the coach's room in Guelph. Well, I was doing a road trip to Saskatoon at this time last year, or actually I was in New York with New Balance uh, doing the Brooklyn Half Marathon Expo. So uh, from that point last year to where I am now, everything has drastically changed. So tell me the process. I mean, when did you decide that you wanted to come to Guelph and what were some of the, the big push factors? Um, it was around it was around this time that I gave DST a call and we talked on the phone for about two hours. On a, I was on a road trip up to Edmonton and that phone call consumed uh, most of my drive, thankfully. And uh, it just gave me a little bit more insight for the group and it really got me excited to potentially join it. And at that time I was considering and weighing all of my options, uh, but Speed River was definitely the front runner for where I wanted to take my career athletically and I just didn't know if it was the right time or the right decision uh, to pull the trigger at at that time. 
So as you mentioned, you were a salesperson before this. Uh, you had run some really good times. You know, that, that must have been a really big leap for you. Yeah, yeah. At, at the time, it was my life was pretty much consumed by work and working sales with New Balance. And that was my main focus, and training was secondary. And I just tried to fit it in when I could. But I was still producing good, strong race times. And I had a good formula going. And uh, yeah, it was, it was positive at the time. So why Guelph? What made you say, I want to go to Speed River and I want to train here? Well, it was, there was a lot of factors that came into play. And the big one was just communicating and talking with DST. And we not only had that one phone call, we had a second phone call. And um, that meant a lot, just showing that he cared um, and that he took the time out of his day to try and just like uh, set the foundation for my move out here. And then from there, I was in communication with Evan S. Link and we talked a little bit here and there and uh, I did two visits out here too. And just everything felt right. It felt like the group cared about my presence. It felt like the coach cared about me as well. and. It was more of like a family feel where I felt welcomed. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking with other coaches from different parts of Canada, I just didn't get the same feeling that I did from out here. And that that was big for me. Number one was feeling comfortable. And I was welcomed by the athletes. I was welcomed by the coaching staff. Um, number two was the training environment. We have a ton of trails out here. And uh, the accessibility is fantastic with the new track and the new indoor facility. And then number three, um, well, actually, this was truly number one, but I have family in Michigan. So to be closer to my family in Michigan meant a lot. And I did leave family in Calgary, but I rarely get to see that family in Michigan. And that meant the most to me. It's been four or five months. Has everything that you thought it would be, you know, has it, has it translated into real life, into your training now? Yes. Yeah, it took a little bit of time. And I thought that... When I packed my vehicle and drove out here, it would be just day one, new life, it would work out, um, but it wasn't that way. So it took a few months for me to truly get comfortable and I was living in a house that wasn't with other athletes at the time um, because I had to pull the trigger quickly to get a place and uh, once I moved into a place with other athletes, now I'm living with Andrew, Evan and Greg, uh, I feel a lot more comfortable there and it feels more like a home. Um, but yeah, it, it took a few months and that's the biggest thing is just the transition period is always going to be longer than you thought. But ever since I got here, it's, yeah, it's felt like everything I was hoping for. And that's how I got to Guelph. This is how I got to Guelph. How I got to Guelph. A look at your favorite athletes, journey to the Royal City. Hi, my name is Geneviève Lalonde. I'm from Moncton, New Brunswick originally. I'm an Olympic finalist in the 3000 meter steeplechase. I'm also the Canadian record in that event. I first moved to Guelph in 2009 uh, as an undergraduate, so I was coming to university. I'd looked around for many universities. I was a pretty successful youth athlete and junior athlete, so I was looking for a good university uh, where I could train and um, have a good group, but I think something just kind of struck me about Guelph even before I started looking. I knew that it was the university for me. I had friends who had come uh, to University of Guelph, um, good friends from New Brunswick, and I think uh, knowing that they would be here and just coming and feeling that kind of family environment from the team um, 
was, was something that definitely struck with me. I was coming into my last year of university and uh, was kind of struck with the idea of what I wanted to do next. I had had a, a decent um, collegiate career, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue post-collegiately. That year I actually ended up going up to the Arctic as a part of my undergraduate uh, research program and, uh, and ended up in a small community called Ulhaktuk. And Dave was super supportive of me going up there as a part of my um, kind of final research study. And uh, that actually led into me being offered a master's um, into the master's program so uh, in geography. So I d decided in the summer of 2014 that um, that was something that I wanted to do. Um, in terms of running, I honestly thought I was, I was done. But Dave told me to kind of give it one last shot that summer and, and to really commit myself. And, uh, and I did, and, and it turned out for the best, and actually ended up running some of my fastest times, which led into 2015, where uh, I ended up qualifying for world championships um, and uh, yeah, just performing very well on the international scene, um, even making some of my first Diamond League appearances and stuff. And now um, I also met my partner who I live with, uh, John Eric Rasmussen, who's a professional triathlete. I mean, having him here, when training with um, the triathlon program and then uh, being a part of the Griffins legacy and now with Speed River as a post-collegiate athlete, um, I think Guelph has the opportunity to offer um, just a really great living environment and then such a great family environment. I mean, my teammates are also my teammates, but they're like my best friends. Guelph is just a, it's a really cool and unique place. And I think it's something that's hard to find. And uh, I'm pretty lucky that I, I found it here. So. Across the country or around the world, Guelph has become the seemingly unlikely home to some incredibly motivated and talented individuals looking to build something even greater. And for many of them, this will be their home base as they continue to explore the world via athletics. Thanks for listening. This has been Something in the Water, a look at the University of Guelph and Speed River track and field teams found exclusively on SidiousMag.com. Be sure to find them on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at SidiousMag. And while you're at it, you can search out the clubs on Twitter, at Speed River and at Griffin Track, and on Instagram, at GriffinTF and at SpeedRiverTFC. TFC.